Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Porcupine. You know who I am, Adam Nutter. What's going on? Um... This is the last show of the year, I guess, because I'm not going to have anyone on the next three days. So uh, for everybody who I'm not going to see or talk to, uh, I hope you guys have a good new year. And if you don't, uh, I don't give a shit. It's your problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> everybody has a good time. Has a good new year coming up. A better 2022 than 2021 for sure. Uh, my also last comedy show of the year is this Thursday, December 30th at Rexy's in uh, West Collingswood, New Jersey. It's right across the bridge from Philly. So if you guys are Philly folk or whatever, just hop skip a, uh, and jump across that fucking bridge. I think the Benjamin Franklin Bridge? I don't know. Just check it out. <laughs> it's a APM show. Uh, again, tickets, droptent.com slash events. And of course, uh, why don't you guys go buy a fucking shirt for me? Please, droptent.com slash store. Uh, get your porcupine shirt. They're awesome. Uh, cut the sleeves off in the summertime like a true Adam Nutter fan. <laughs> Do that. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be on the road doing comedy pretty hard next year. So again, coming out when all that starts. But none of that's important right now. What is important is my guest. Uh, you guys all know her. You guys all love her. The great Angela McArdle, everybody. Hey, thanks <laughs> hey. for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming. Uh, we met officially at the Virginia Mises Bash. Yep, when that's you right. Taxation is theft. Oh, no, ta- yeah, taxation is theft. Uh, dress i think yeah yeah i'm i'm not wearing that on this podcast i i am so sorry no. I, i'm rocking a, a panda bear with a gun so you it's know. pretty cool too though it's yeah, comparable yeah. to the taxation is theft <laughs> it's borderline dress. pajamas but you know whatever that's what i'm wearing <laughs> okay there you go i haven't gone out of, i haven't left my house all day like for like five, i walked my dog and that was it <laughs> yeah me neither no i've just been uh working and arguing on the internet and uh, then i was like oh look at the time yeah, uh, it's called being a libertarian, I think. Is yes, yes, it is. I've been in so many, we all have, libertarian fights in the last two, three weeks. It's been draining. It is It is emotionally uh, draining. It is a huge waste of time. It is not productive. I try to keep it at a minimum. It's like, it's like alcoholism. I can have <laughs> one or two arguments, but other people have just like, all day oh my gosh oh my gosh did you see what that person said five years ago holy crap bring it up <laughs> no one cares about your screenshot bro let that go <laughs> yeah you're right and like you are a much more busier and important person than i i'm just doing comedy so like i have more time to be like this guy sucks let me just meet him to death but like this is, what I've, this is what i've been saying the last year like you and like dave or like anybody important that is actually trying to like facilitate change in the party you guys shouldn't do that like let me do it like you know i'll, I'll engage i'll be your soldier i'll there be your, i'll engage in that nonsense because but you know it's, it's, it's not the same like coming from you than me so i just kind of right. try to be that shield i guess <laughs> i i appreciate that i would love it if people would spend more time shaming and ridiculing like joe biden and, yeah, his, sure. and his administration. I think that would be your, and, and your governors. There were sure. so many blood sucking politicians that we could all go after and, you know, mercilessly shit post at and ridicule, you know, meme them to self harm. If, if that's your <laughs> thing, uh, you know, I, I would prefer that. I would prefer it. I, I, I agree. It just seems like, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like 
we have too many it's like it's like a lame thing to say now but like feds in the libertarian party but like that's kind of how i feel it's like we have or at least people disingenuous enough to to yeah. stop momentum right so like either yeah. of the two is still not good and that's obviously the biggest thing that you've been battling the last two to three years yeah absolutely we got a lot of stuff going on we gotta clean up the lp and then you know, i feel like people have that in their mind and they, it doesn't translate properly and they're like oh so what we need to do is fight literally everyone in the libertarian party and the liberty movement i'm like no no, no, no we could triage our problems triage your problems. You know, the people who are actively wrecking our organization within the Libertarian Party, go after them. People who are mm. getting on MSNBC or CNN and shaming us and saying Libertarians support vaccine passports, please go after them. But all of this other little like low level fighting or like my podcast is better than yours. No, <laughs> mine's better. Please stop embarrassing yourself. This is it's uh, what is there? There's a German word for this, right? It's kind of like Schadenfreude. It's like secondhand embarrassment when you see something and it's so bad you must look away because you're like, <laughs> no, I don't know that word. But now I got. I don't it know it either. Later. Someone must know it. I I don't want to hear the word docs again for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. I, I'm over it. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear docs. I don't want to hear discussions of what is and isn't doxing. Uh, this is. It's like uh, it's like that Supreme Court justice said, like about obscenity. You know it when you see it. Can we just not <laughs> just don't post anyone's address? I don't care if it's public. Just don't do it. And then we can just all move on with our lives. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm 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 over it. And it, it literally did nothing like yeah. it didn't. I mean, I mean, it did stuff. But I mean, like it didn't like help the cause. It didn't help liberty. It didn't mm -hmm. help the message. It just. People think we're retarded <laughs> outside of this our circle. Why. Yeah, we are. We are. We, little, oh, we definitely are. We're all autistic for sure. We are. Uh, listen, yeah. I'm a married dude. So like my days of trying to go after single chicks are over. Right. But like at the, uh, okay. The Virginia Mises thing we were at, I just watch a bunch of dudes try to hit on chicks. I'm like, yo, we're all autistic. This is crazy. <laughs> like, we we're can't. There I can't even tell. I can't. I'm, I'm that level of autist at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this it is was, oh, oh, here, God, here's sorry. here's angela inside baseball i met my boyfriend at a libertarian party convention and i did not know he was asking me on a date i thought that he wanted i thought he just wanted to get more involved in the party and i was like yeah i'll get you involved in the party and thought that meeting someone at a bar at 8 p.m was an lp event when it was one-on-one -on -one. <laughs> that is that is not an exaggeration and my friend was like i don't think that's what you think it is and i was just like assuring her to shut up you don't know what you're talking about you don't this know just yeah. Party business. <laughs> yeah no this guy's like i'm trying to take you out stop talking about liberty like eat your steak and you're like just going on <laughs> like, no he listened <laughs> he, he's he's i'm at his house right now he just he put he puts up with it the man's saint that's great. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm, uh, I don't have to do that anymore. Like, I was watching that. I was like, God damn How does anybody get laid in this party? Like, how people married in this party? <laughs> I can't. And there's like four women in the whole movement. So like, good luck, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's also true. It's usually just a bunch of dudes standing around being like, so what do you think about like this gun? I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> like that, that's the other, that's the other funny thing about like, uh, just going to all these libertarian events is like, especially I'm doing comedy at them. So like, I'll get off stage and, you know, and people will be like, Oh, what do you think about, the president and the, i don't care <laughs> like i don't care right now i just don't care i'm not trying to be a dick i just don't care right yeah. now let's talk about something else yeah no it's like well what's the right answer what 
what am I supposed <laughs> to say? Do I, am I supposed to hate that guy? What about that guy? Yeah. I hate them. Uh, not today, but tomorrow I will hate him then. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at. Uh, but no. So, okay. So uh, obviously you've been working hard on the message of Reno and like, Hey, we got to fix this. And obviously you're running for chair, which is great. And we all hope you win. Um, I think our odds are pretty good going to Reno yeah. so far. Like, I think, I mean, I'm in Pennsylvania, so we have our convention in March, like the first weekend of March. And yeah. I I feel like, especially what other Pennsylvanians have been saying, is like, I think if Pennsylvania goes our way, then National goes our way. And I feel like everything goes kind of through PA in a way, which is weird. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm not really sure why, but but Pennsylvania is a very significant convention and yeah you guys have a lot of delegates but yeah california where i'm at we have the most delegates but mm. we don't quite uh we're not as contentious there's there's a little bit of contention you know there is a little bit of stress and tension but it's nothing like pennsylvania pennsylvania is sort of like the fulcrum for for everything it's like the catalyst for the rest of the country i guess so i'm excited i'll be there i'll be there in attendance i don't think i'm speaking or, or doing much besides just showing up yeah, I think they they were saying conservatively thinking there'd be like five hundred to a thousand people at this fucking thing. This is so insane, but I'm glad. <laughs> like that's a really good sign if people care that much to show up from all over the country, and you've got that many people who are activated in Pennsylvania. Like, like I'm stoked. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm sure you're privy to a lot of information that's been going on in Pennsylvania. I'm sure, <laughs> but but for everyone else out there who doesn't like. Uh, you know, I feel like they even try to ransack the whole thing with the convention site. It's in Williamsport, yeah. which is for not Pennsylvania. It's in the middle. It's like where the Little League World Series plays. And there's nothing there, though. Like there's there's no hotel. There's like very few. It's open space. It's not like a major city. And they're going to have a thousand, potentially a thousand people at this thing. And now and now we had to spend more money where they had to get like a second site. And I'm like, ah, it sounds like uh, you're trying to keep people out <laughs> at this point. Yeah, very poorly managed. I, I yeah. mean, there's there's so much I could say about it. Like you you want to be, so we have to balance, right? Like, sorry, there's dogs barking That's in the background. Fine. We have to balance competition and you're going to play for your own team. And I understand that because that's just part of human nature. But then we've also got to deal with like the reality of the number of human beings who are going to attend an event. And when you mess up on that level, then you're just going to piss everyone off, including the people on your own team. Because people just want a place to sit. They want to be able to buy lunch, get a hotel room. That's not necessarily like you're not doing a favor for your own team when there's not enough room in the building for them. Right. So I do hope that after this year, we can move past this really petty childish uh, level of fighting and we can be fighting over stuff that's more important, like who's actually the best fit for this role mm. who's got the best meaningful resume like i don't care how long you've been in the party if you haven't done jack shit or if everything you've done is bad like what have you done that's good and are you suited for this role that's the kind of stuff that we should be talking about not yeah. you know i elected the most dog catchers Ugh. oh that's i mean listen that's the other thing in pennsylvania we have the you know they call it the Malton maneuver after yeah you know chuck Malton and the regime libertarians fucking love it. Like they they blow loads over. Like we got 155 elected libertarians, and I go, cool. Stop though. Out of that 155, how many actually won an election? And then it's like, oh, 
20. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then out of those 20, like even what's the positions? Cause like uh, so many write-ins for like auditor or like inspector of elections. And I go, how does that help improve Liberty? How that's yeah. That's my issue. Is like, uh, if you get elected to sort of a do nothing role once I'm not upset about that, but it, you need to be using that to advance to another position. So every election, it should be sort of like how, how much closer did this get us to a freer world? And if the answer every time is like zero, it didn't move us any steps closer. That's complete exercise in futility. That's not even like you might just go play a board game if you want to <laughs> just win for the sake of winning. Right. And like they they spend money on like they spend money yep. on like mail, 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 like actual mail. And I'm like, hey, are we trying to re reach 80 year olds? Because like I throw my mail out like I just go cool garbage. Like everything I is mail. I hate yep. it. Everything's online. Every all my bills are online. Anything I need is online. I could do online or over the phone. I don't need fucking mail. So the fact that we're spending all this money on just mailers and like I'm like we could be putting this to social media ads. We could put be putting this towards like TV camp something. Yeah. But yep. they don't care because they really don't care about it. They just want to win bullshit small stuff and be like, look what we did. Pat pat pat. You guys aren't doing anything. That's what they like to tell us because yeah. like we, we actually want to win real positions <laughs> or whatever the fuck. So so baby boomers like mail. So this is this is definitely something I want to change at the national level. Mm. This is really easy. It should be easy to keep track of. Who are the people who respond to mail? Okay. If they're donating lots of money through mail, you can send them mail. Everyone else, wipe them off the list. Mm. You know, what we should be sending maybe 20% of the mail that we send out. And then you can put the, the baby boomers and, and people who are older than that who scream they love getting mail. Okay. The, the 500 of you in the entire country that love that, you can continue to get mail. The rest of us, we don't like touching the filthy trash that comes through that uh, garbage legacy institution that is the USPS. <laughs> can we please just, you know, open an email? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's just like, so we're trying to, so it's like your guys' idea of growing the party is let's reach out to 65-year-olds via mail. Because, you know, that's how you advance liberty. Right. 65 year olds not like hey how about this 20 year old kid who's still in college and is like start trying to figure shit out at some liberal arts school yeah hey, man, let's get into his head or her head and be like hey that's bullshit that's woke commie shit how about this like whatever the fuck like let's try to change your minds not just fucking send out mail and we're wasting three four thousand dollars on it yep yep Come on, we should man. be we should be targeting young people with you know, with better social media campaigns, I believe there is a TikTok at the national level, but it's not very good. So we're going to fix that. We should be using platforms like that, but we should also be using micro donations, like, like text to donate for young people, yep. college kids. They don't have a hundred dollars to donate most of them, but they have $5. So there's right. no reason to not take $5 from them sometimes. And now they're feeling like they're bought in, you know, like they're right. invested in what we're doing. So it's, there's, you know, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I, I just all their ideas are just dog shit. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, it's like this. It's the every. I'm also the board rep for fucking Bucks County, so like, I'm at all these fucking meetings, like yep. the state, the state meetings, and I'm just sitting, and they go for four hours, and it's like, and what do they do in those four hours? So they blame us. <laughs> okay. They blame the Mises Caucus because we're calling them out for bullshit. So, you know, one of that one of the Montgomery County Board at Mark Brazaco, who's fucking awesome, mm -hmm. he constantly takes heat from them because he's the one who's like, actually, this bylaw, I want to put this bylaw in, I want to put this bylaw in, I want to change this bylaw. And they're like, Mark, you're just a you know dilatory, or like Mark, you're just uh you're you're, you're causing problems to cause problems. I'm like, no, he's not. 
Like you guys just don't want to change because you don't want us in. You want to keep your fucking status quo. And that's my fear, by the way, of I'm going to say when, when you win, (laughs) when you win, like you, like you said, Oh, hopefully all this goes away. Yeah. Hopefully it does. But my biggest fear is, Oh, that just gives them a, like a a last win, not even a second win, like a last win to be like, we're going to use everything now to fucking destroy this. That's my fear. And they might, they might give it a shot. I think that what's going to happen is, is I'm going to win in Reno and we're going to have a majority Mises board. And there are, there are going to be some people who rage quit and whine and cry and they leave and that's okay. I'm not, I don't have to antagonize anyone. I don't need to drive anyone out. I think the worst people in the party are going to leave. And, and some of them after a year of sulking and pouting in the corner, they're going to see how successful we are and they're going to come back. And if they do, I'm not even going to bust their chops. I'm just going to be like, come on back. Right. You know, like we're just clean slate. We're done. You're not going to shit talk me. I'm not going to harass you and humiliate you. We're just going to start over and it's going to be fine. Uh, I think that's probably what's going to happen. That'd be great. I mean, I mean, the be- I mean, the best outcome would be everyone's like, all right, and just ends it. But it's not. I mean, that's no way it's going to happen because you still have the the. I didn't want to say his name. I hate giving him credence, but like the Sarwalks in the world and all those guys and girls who are just like, no, they're constantly just going to try to put their fucking slimy yeah. face in the way and, and, and budge in. Even like we have guys who like left the PA party and they're still like in the comment boards, like talking shit. And then we're like, they what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> cause, cause this is all they have and you're taking away like all they have. And that's not on you. That's not your fault. Like they need to just have more like personality and have themselves invested in something else, you know, emotionally or psychologically. Yeah, this is this is like you guys in Pennsylvania, you're you're destroying um, something that is very meaningful to them. And and most of it is it's not physical. It's not tangible. And it's not election results. It's like their psychological crutches, I guess you are. You are taking away that from them and they resent you for it. But I applaud you for it because I think it's good. (laughs) So we have uh, our newsletter released, uh, I think, today or yesterday or recently, last two days. And. on the uh, newsletter, uh, one of the guys who left the party, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he wrote this giant article about, like, the Mises Packs ruining the party. Uh, you you guys are the one. It's, it was the opinion piece of the newsletter. Yeah. And it, it just destroyed, and like, like a two-page length article destroying the whole thing. Uh, here, But here, here's where these idiots don't understand what they're, what they're doing. Like, they... Uh, the county for the chair for Schuylkill County, he said that because of that newsletter, and these these aren't even Mises people, he lost he, he lost thirteen percent of his membership because they're sick of the infighting and stuff. There you go. And, and, and they, these are not Mises people. These are not Mises people at all. Like right. they, they lost. They were like, we just came to advance liberty and stuff, and, and and you guys are like just too busy fighting and worrying about that shit. So they left, and it's like that's what these guys are doing. Yeah. They're, they're they're driving away people in the middle who just want to advance whatever yeah and it's, and they just... it's like um it's like when solomon offers to split the baby down the middle and the the psychopath woman who stole the child was like yeah go ahead and do that kill the baby that's right. kind of their behavior right now like it's very scorched earth spiteful it really reveals to me these people don't care about advancing liberty most of them not all but most of them are not upset about vaccine mandates and vaccine passports that kind of stuff so i'm not really sure what skin they have in the game because they just don't seem to be upset about the same things that we're upset about maybe taxes i'll give them taxes they don't like taxes so 
you know, thank you for not being hardcore progressives, only quasi progressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, do you think they all drop? Like all do these I, hardcore guys who write this stuff, you think they all just like, if, if you win, they're just like fucking yeah. them out. Um, I think a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them are going to drop. I think a few of them are going to come back and I have, I have maintained a pretty decent relationship with a few of the people in Pennsylvania who are your biggest haters. Now they probably say horrible things about me behind my back and that's fine, but at least face to face, they're cordial to me and they answer my phone calls. So right. you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that means something, even if it's just a little bit. Um, another big thing going on right now, obviously that I'm sure you're going to platform hard when you win next year, but like all these, obviously vaccine mandates and passport yeah. stuff and like Philly, which is, you know, 30 minutes from me, they just enacted it. I mean, I'm watching NYPD cops in New York city, pull out children yep, and, 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 and arrest their parents for eating at an Applebee's or a Burger King. Like this is fucking crazy. And the fact that we were called conspiracy theorists for a year and a half yep. <laughs> and, and everything we said in March, 2020, when they, when, when Trump first was like, we're going to do the shutdown. Every one of us were like, "That's this is it. This is That's fucking it. right." And then everyone, and I'm I'm just kind of at the point where I'm really sick of being called like a liar or a conspiracy theorist or a crazy person or a Trump supporter or an alt writer because I'm like, this is unconstitutional and it goes against everything we believe in. <laughs> like, yep, <laughs> yep. So, so on the vaccine passport stuff, I am working in the city of Los Angeles to overturn the mandates. There's over four million people in LA, so this is I'm basically starting at the at the top. Actually, and in New York City too, I've got I've organized a group of people who are going to be spearheading it there, and I'm just sort of coaching them. And we're overturning it through an initiative, and I'm sort of like, yeah, this is the hill I'm going to die on, right? And what, but what I'm doing along the way is, you know, taking meticulous notes of everything I'm doing so that other people can copy it. And it's been really great too because there have been other groups in LA County. So the the Vax mandate, by the way, there's kind of a wishy washy low level one for certain restaurants and businesses in LA County, but the aggressive one is in the city of Los Angeles, not right. the entire County. But there are little spots all around the County, like smaller cities where parents are flipping out because of what's happening at schools. And it's sort of, you know, this has been sort of snowballing with critical race theory and all this other crap. But finally the parents are like, enough, we're not doing, we're not injecting our kids with this stuff. And I've been teaching them and helping them like, like, okay, they're, they're giving you grief. They're harassing you at school board meetings. They're threatening you. They're making fun of you. Recall them. Recall them. Right. So I've been training all these people on how to go after their school board representatives if they're not going to resist these mandates. So we are doing like really valuable work. And this is something that I want to see the national party platform. And I, I appreciate that they're at least speaking out against it. They're doing it in kind of a, you know, very uh, soft-spoken limp-wristed, weak-willed kind of way, but they're doing it. So, okay, that's better than nothing. But I want to see the national parties really champion this and go hard on it and provide all these resources to everyone across the country so that they can do it. So that's that's definitely something I'm going to be doing at the national level is helping everyone, you know, like, I don't care if you're a giant-ass metropolis, let's let's play ball. If, if you're in a tiny little town, that'll be easy too. Yeah, that's again. We're going back to like the national party. My my dog's barking now. Now going back to the national party. Like, uh, they spent how much on that fucking ad? About thirty thousand dollars. Thirty grand, spent, right? And I believe five thousand of it went into producing the video, and a lot of it was stock footage. 
Uh, shout out to fucking um, Dan Smots from the the System Is Down podcast because his video that he did for free, uh, way more views, immensely yes. better. Actually addressed all the fucking issues, and like that's what we need. And I know with you at the helm, we'll actually get guys like Dan to make videos for us that actually will fucking go out there and actually change minds, not just like master bad it's like oh wow what a fucking message guy we are <laughs> and i will uh let you be the first person to hear the good news Ooh. dan has agreed to do more videos when i'm elected nice. and i will make sure to get those out much more efficiently we've already got a budget we're working with we're gonna make it happen yeah that's that i'm a, a little bit of a genius for calling that but i didn't even know so shout out to me but like, but yeah that's what we need we need guys like that like dan who are fucking passionate and are also yep. super talented who we have i'll say that about the libertarian party like we have a bunch of talented fucking people in it and i mean and, and, yeah. and like it, it's it's space it's space spray sprays i don't know a wide a wide variety like like from comics to musicians to mm -hmm. like people like you were just fucking smart and like know your shit and you're like no i i'm a good leader and this is what i'm gonna do like like that's what we need and like when i look at the democratic and republican party like you have the celebrities but like i feel like how many of those celebrities are really give a shit about they don't. They right? get up there and they're like out of it. And they're like, I don't know. Just tell me what to say. And they just read right. it off. But when I look at our party, you know, it's smaller. It's like, wow, we have a lot of fucking badass people who can actually talent. Yep. And like, why aren't we utilizing this talent more? I, I don't right. understand. Right. I had, I did a, we did a documentary in California, the California Mises Caucus. We had a 26 minute long professional, like Hollywood quality documentary on lockdowns. Uh, I would love to speak to more people at national and try to get that you know, but, but it's got the Mises caucus on it. So we're just going to wait, we're right. going to wait, we're going to hold off. And uh, I'm hoping to do, you know, not, I guess not a sequel, but another documentary. If the, if my crew has time this year, d definitely dealing with vaccine passports, maybe dealing with nurses getting fired, that sort of thing. Once I'm at the national level though, we're going to be able to fundraise for this stuff really effectively. And we're going to be able to pay for the production and it's going to look really great. And for anybody who's going, the national party is just supposed to be about candidates let's settle down for a second because this is something our candidates can actually use to demonstrate the values of the libertarian party convince people to join our movement and that we actually give a shit about what's going on in their lives see that's how a movement works it's not just uh, oh we just exist so that uh, uh paper candidates can run on our ballot ticket They're like no no Ugh. Yeah, we're gonna be cleaning all of that up. What what other ideas do you have like that that could really like propagate us up? Like oh. in the in the world of like I don't mean us, I don't mean like in the yeah. Libertarian Party because fuck that. We're I, I, once you win and shit, I think that's already gonna be established yeah. like by nature. So like to actually attack the fucking D's and R's, like and actually get their attention. Well, we are kind of getting their attention, right? We are. So we are because they're attacking us more. So you know it's kind of working. Like when you have what's his face Brennan being like, "You guys are terrorists," which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> But that's kind of good. It is. School board elections. So I'm, I'm working with a, a parents group in Whittier right now. And they're very grassroots. They're mostly, they lean conservative. But what they told me is they were like, well, yeah, I guess I'm a Republican or I'm a conservative or I voted for Trump. But I used to, I voted for Obama in the past. So I've never been politically active before. I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm like, great. What I'm going to do is I'm going to help you and I'm going to show you what the, the libertarian position is. And I hope that you move in that direction. But there's no pressure on you right now. 
we, we've got to unite. This is a single issue coalition thing. We're going to try to overturn vaccine mandates. And then I train them on how to go through and uh, recall their school board member and find who's the most vulnerable. Let's kick him out. Let's get rid of him. Who's the rudest, but also the easiest to, to get rid of. And as I do it, I teach them about Ron Paul. And I'm like, this is how you're going to form a grassroots movement. So I want you to go read about everything that you can find about the Ron Paul revolution. This is going to help you. And then we start talking about nullification because they're frustrated and they say, well, the school board says that they can't go against the, the governor. And I'm like, I think that they can. And then we find other little areas where the same thing has happened. And I'm like, this is called nullification. Read about it at the 10th Amendment Center. All of a sudden, we are we have this movement going now in L.A. County where all these parent groups are contacting me. They're sharing my um, my Soho Forum debate on Instagram. They're using their data in like white papers that they send to congressional representatives who now all of a sudden want to meet with them because they're afraid of not getting reelected. So that, that's how we start a real movement. I like to do I don't want to do an aggressive hard sell on libertarianism with someone right away. I want to like kind of prime them for it, right? So that when they're ready to join, they're like fired up and they really do share our beliefs. I think you just nailed something perfect. Something that I struggle with myself is like uh, messaging to people who aren't already with us, like not mentally like they're dumb. I mean like uh, same wavelength, like, you know, uh, belief system, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Because like some, cause we know so much, like, you know, we read yeah. all the stuff. So we're so like fucking, you don't know about tax or whatever the fuck we're yelling about. Right. And the people are like, whoa, dude, I just said like roads and you, we just go off. And I feel like a lot of us, myself included, I've been getting a little better, but I still have to get better. Like being like, hold on, man. Like, let me explain to you why this is stupid or why the government's bad at this. And like, what? uh, I just did that. Actually, weirdly enough, I did a fucking comedy show right by me in Lansdale PA, like 40 minutes from me. And one of, uh, there was a bunch of teachers in the crowd and I was busting their balls. My wife's a teacher. So I was busting their balls about like just teaching and like, ah, oh, you guys are fucking don't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they were cool. They were all cool. And, but after the show, one of the teachers, she was older. She was like in her fifties. And she was like, uh, I mentioned one joke. I'm a libertarian. That's it. One joke. And she said, Oh, you're libertarian. She's like, she's like, that's interesting. I was like, I was like, what were you? She's like, well, I, I consider myself more of like a democratic socialist. I was like, okay. And I was like, why? And then we started kind of talking about like our belief systems and, and then I made her change her mind on a lot of stuff just by talking to her and being like, nice. calm and like, cool. And I, yeah. the police was one thing when she was just like, uh, I was like, well, we should privatize the police. And she was like, well, why? Couldn't they do anything they want? I go, actually, no, because of qualified. And I used to explain like qualified immunity and I explained like all that stuff. And I was like, well, private police, you could have, you know, some sort of um, accountability program where they'll just fire them because they, they're, they're incentive is money, not just. And she's like, oh, okay. And like it's that shit we have to do more of instead of me on Twitter being yes. like, you're dumb and retarded. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We need to meet with people. And, and humor and entertainment is a really good icebreaker. That's something that I think is just way too overlooked in uh, the regime, you know, beltway libertarian circles is they're just like so serious and humorless and it sucks. Like you don't want to be around them, but it's also, it's not a good effective messaging tool. Like you got to be able to break the ice and kind of establish like a human connection with someone usually before you can convince them to change their mind on anything. So you're actually, you're doing very important work by going out and actually making people laugh. Also, Thanks. this, this is a joyless, <laughs> sucky time to be alive right now. Yeah. So any little bit of humor you can add to it is great. Yeah, we, we should, that's what we should, when you win, we should set up a national comedian thing. Yes. <laughs> or yes. Jokes. <laughs> the libertarians. People need to like, remember what it means to have a sense of humor. Well, I'm, I'm actually doing stand up at the PA convention, that, which is weird because, uh, 
the state board asked me. Yeah. Last year, I just did the Mesa show that was separate from the convention. I didn't do. And then this year, the state board was like, do you want to do stand up? I was like, you guys know who I am. Why would you ask me that? Like, I thought I called Heiss. I was like, is this a setup? <laughs> He's like, no, do it. He's like, I think they're trying to extend like an olive branch. I was like, okay. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Winds are changing. Changes so in the air. It is really good. Um, but, uh, I do want to keep talking about the vaccine mandate stuff. Uh, like I said, they just hit Philly. Boston's a new one. Uh, you have that great Soho Forum debate against that fucking weasel, dude. That guy's a weaselly, smarmy fucking i hated that guy i hated as soon as the guy got up he's like hello i was like oh i want to punch him he's unlikable very unlikable very unlikable and uh his points which i know you've heard this a thousand times already were complete dog shit i mean they, they were, were awful and also lied a lot like he lied a lot yep. and all of his data Straight was up. wrong and you would just hit him back with like well that's not true and he'd be like well number he just keep repeating himself yep. like you would call out his lie or like that's an inaccurate number, and he'd just be like, "Well, the numbers say it's like, hey man, what are we doing here? It's like, what, what are we doing yeah, here?" No, his argument was essentially trust the science. It was yeah. the same thing that you would see in a twenty-second CNN clip, except he just did it for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, was painful. Uh, I don't know, like it's like a trying to figure out, like where do you, how do you get to that point in your life? That is an interesting thought experiment I, I know we have the inside joke of like libertarians always say you're not a real libertarian but like how can you be and also simp for fucking mandates and fucking passports yep yep uh, how <laughs> you know this, this guy's up there being like somewhere he's I, I also like he was like i'm not saying all of them like that was his out i'm not defending all mandates just some just the ones that are completely controlling society right now those particular which ones, ones. <laughs> though because he wasn't really clear about which ones like this one well right. yeah well and then you know gene the host would throw a yeah. question at him and he would kind of uh, slip out of it you know with a slimy kind of non-response it's and and that is really it is really a reflection of what we hear at the national level it was just a, lacking some of the overt animosity but even as friendly as smiling as Elias Soman was, it's a very vicious. Um, yes. It's a vicious argument to get up there and say that I think vaccine mandates should be Im implemented, even though I just heard that someone died from them. But it's because it saved someone else's life. So your life doesn't matter. Right. But, but these other people, theoretically, who may or may not be you know, helped by a vaccine mandate, their lives matter more than yours. That was really gross. So I don't care how smiley he is. I still think that it is incredibly hostile. Some of the most evil motherfuckers on the planet say shit, smile to your face yeah. and then do the most evil shit behind everybody's back. I mean, that means nothing smiling. It's like some of the most miserable looking people I know are the nicest people I know. Yeah. Right? So, uh, but your story you opened up with about that poor girl. Uh, I cried a hundred percent. I got me tear jerking. Yeah. I tear jerked. I'm a fucking, I cry about everything, <laughs> but that was so fucking sad. Like, I mean, but it was, but you just said it yourself, like, so her life didn't matter, I guess. Right. Yeah. Sherry. And it, and man, like I didn't have time to get into it. The story just got sadder and sadder. Like her mom is not doing well. Yeah, of course not doing well. Uh, I don't want to air all of her personal stuff, but I, I have been in touch with some family, with a family friend and I've been trying to kind of do what I can. And once she's, I think in a better place psychologically, 
I'm kind of gently pushing them like, let's get your story out a little bit more. Maybe we need to do a foundation or something. You know, do you need help in your personal life? A GoFundMe. She's got two friends who are taking good care of her, but she's in a really dark place. Um, and I don't, I haven't had any contact with Sherry's father, but he is the one that took her to get the shot. And I'm he sure that, her? well, yeah. Um, at this point though, I don't want to judge the man. Like it's really hard, right? Cause everybody wants to tell everyone else how they should raise their kids sure. and how you should take care. I know that he is not happy with you. He was uh, shocked and had a change of heart over what happened. Obviously, you know, like he regrets his decision. So I can't imagine what's going through his mind. Like, sure. It's it, awful. It, it's just, again, people like us or anyone listening to this, I'm sure is all, again, we're all the same ilk and we read history and we understand like psyop bullshit and like fucking yeah. propaganda and lot. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what also all these right wingers were like, Trump wouldn't have Trump put us in this lockdown. What do you mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Trump's absolutely. the one who shut down the fucking economy. What do you mean? Trump wouldn't have done it. I'm sure. Biden's like doing a, a worse job as of now, but like, it doesn't mean that he didn't start it. He started the dominoes. Yep. So that's a bullshit excuse. But like all, all this, just I just don't know like how much further we're gonna go. Like, how many of these people are gonna inject their children with this shit? When again, like, read a history book, look, look back and look back. I know we never had like this exact thing before, but guns taking away guns. Look at Australia. We take away all your guns, and now look at Australia. They're in fucking camps. <laughs> it's so bad. They they actually have internment camps for people who are who are uh, positive. I guess that's really. Uh, yeah that's and my, i think the reason that we don't have them is because we do have guns i 100 percent agree I, I i was telling my dad earlier and I, I i cannot believe as a country we let it get this far like i thought we would have a bunch of guys being like no 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 we ain't doing this and just going to war but like it didn't i think if they ever truly went for guns like truly i'm not like a bullshit like some president or some congressman's like we should take a week i mean like actually made a push that would spark a civil war more than all this authoritative bullshit that we're seeing yes. right now, which is yes. crazy to me. <laughs> and I think that that's why they take the approach that they take mm -hmm. is because they know if they jump straight to our guns, it's, it's not going to happen. So they're going to try to just cut off gun sales at a certain point so that there can't be any more guns out there. And then they're going to start ramping up buyback programs and, and things like that, which sucks. Right. But I mean, the buyback programs only work if you're stupid and you actually oh, I agree. believe yeah. that and give your gun yeah. back. Then that, by the way, that's on you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. If you do that. That's on you. I don't care. Like They won't be nearly as effective. They'll get a handful of guns, but it's not going to be the same, so especially you, not with gun sales soaring right now, which oh, yeah. they have been ever since we were locked down. Of course, because people are like, am I caught to this? <laughs> like, am I and the other the other thing is like they never drone strike American citizens. Yeah, they would. Why would you Absolutely. Know, like, all this bullshit of like, oh, they would never do that. Like, why do you think the government wouldn't turn its soldiers off? Like, I'm watching the NYPD, a bunch of fucking American citizens who are wearing a badge right now, who, who swore to uphold the Constitution, not the Blasio, not that fucking governor, not the president, the Constitution. And they are they, they didn't arrest the kid, but they arrested the kid's parents. They, they embarrassed the kid. They made the kid cr for eating an Applebee's for a bunch of people who aren't sick. Yep. And we're and we're supposed to be like back to blue. The cops are good. Yo, fuck these pigs. Like straight up. Like New it's York crazy. City has the fifth largest standing army in the world. In the world. Yes, it is. So they have already basically turned the military on. Yeah, they're a paramilitary organization. 
Oh, yeah, fuck back. You, you don't know this about me. A lot of people do, though. I used to work for the NYPD. I, I used to be an NYPD cop back in the day when I was 21. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so, crazy. again, not to get into my backstory, but real quick, I, I started comedy first at 18. I'm from Staten Island, New York, right? So, I started comedy first. That's my true first passion. Then uh, I was not making money doing comedy because I was 18, <laughs> 19 years old. And I'm from Staten Island. And, like, I didn't, Staten Island's the only right leaning borough in all of the city. So, we just had, uh, fucking all bunch of city workers uh like blue collar jobs there and everyone's like oh it's a good city job and i didn't know any of the fucking stuff i know now at 21 <laughs> i didn't know who ron paul was i had no idea i had no idea who he was I, I i i found out who ron paul was like after i got on that job and as soon as i got on the academy because i was told my whole life like my family has cops and they're like oh it's just they help people they help people oh i hate bullies oh this is a good job for me wrong and then, uh, you know, I, I'm obviously not that anymore, but like being inside of that organization, you fucking see the evil, like straight evil. Like they don't care about people. They don't care. Like, like you get in there, like, I want to help. And they're like, you're not here to help. You're here to do what we tell you to fucking do. And you're like, That's oh, wild. I was fooled. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you're in it. You know, I mean, obviously not anymore. I'm out, but like that was, I, I struggle. I, I, I was talking to my dad about that today also. Like I fucking, still will never forgive myself and i never did anything like illegal or fucking bad or like i was never like a dirty guy I, I try to govern libertarian style like i have zero drug arrest in my career uh, in that nice. fucking job zero uh i only just kind of went after like domestic violence stuff or like theft which i think is fair <laughs> but yeah. uh like that truly shows you like that other side of the of the system yeah. And people don't understand that. And like, there's no way for me to really tell people the evil in. And again, I don't mean like the average fucking cop. Like, I'm not, not like Joe, but like, it's all the, like, they don't care. They don't care about people. There's many times where like, I would be like, hey, this guy needs help. And they'd be like, that's not a problem. It's like, okay. <laughs> you, you know, you're like, what do we fucking do? I struggled a lot. Like, I'll never forgive myself with just like, I, I was part of the stop and frisk shit. Uh, that was my era. That was like the Raymond Kelly commissioner. And yeah. that was me. And like, they made me do that. They, I had a sergeant who made us stand outside of a project building and ask everybody who came in for ID. And, oh. and technically that was legal. Right. Because it's city property. Jeez. And, that's so gross. And I remember even saying this at the time being like, but how would you feel as like someone just was in front of your house every day? And then his answer was, I live in the fucking projects. It's not my problem. Cool, man. By the way, black Ooh. sergeant, not a white There's guy. Like that's so many, so many things to unpack there. Yeah, it, it's it's not a, it's not a racial thing. It's legitimately like a fucking power structure thing. Like, dude, black cops treat black people worse. <laughs> like, like honestly, like I've seen it a lot like, right. in person. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I truly don't. I don't have an answer for that. I'm just telling you my firsthand experience. For anybody out yeah. there, don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what I saw. And that's not a lot of white cops do a lot of shitty things too. But like, I, I never saw anything illegal happen in front of me. Like, I never, I never saw like someone plant something. I, I, I just never saw it. Also, I think the guys who were doing that, they, I wasn't one part of that. Right. So like, they wouldn't do that around. Like, and, right. I, I, like, I found like four or five other guys who we all kind of had the same mindset. And we just kind of try to do the right thing. But like, it's fucking hard, man. Like it's bad. And like, it breaks my heart every fucking day. Like, I, I've been out of that job for a year. I mean, fucking eight years, whatever the fuck it's been. But like, 
I constantly think about that project thing and like ask people for ID and the stop and first thing. I'm like, dude, they, they, they made you like they literally stood there. And, like, if you don't do this, we'll fucking like suspend you. We'll fucking do this. We'll like fucking do this. What like, did threaten your money? They threaten your family, like in a way, not directly, but it's all indirect threatening, right? Yeah. They and bring then, them up. And, and then now you're in this position where like, well, I gotta feed my family. I, I can't just fucking quit. <laughs> like, I gotta find another out, like I gotta find another job first. It's like all this other stuff. And like they they like poison your brain. To be like it's us versus them it's us versus them it's, i was like no it's not it's not us versus them it's like we're all on the same fucking team and, and it, this is it's got changes to that and I, it's it's fucking sad so like watching what i'm seeing in new york now i know all those fucking cops are just brainwashed like they're like no we're just gonna do it because this is this is what we're told to do and i'm like that's not the right move guys i trust me i was there i did it i i, and I knew it was wrong and i still fucking was forced to do it I guess I guess I wasn't forced to do anything. I could have quit any time. And I, I eventually did leave. But like I was a kid. I was 21. I right. I don't have 35-year-old Adam Brain. <laughs> I'm yeah, 21-year-old yeah. dumb Adam Brain, dude. Like it it, it sucked. <laughs> That's fascinating. I, I mean LAPD is bad. It's bad. But they're they're not quite as luck step as that. They're not quite as luck step as that. Justin call me after being a fed. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it, it it was bad. It was really bad. And like, in a weird way, I'm glad I experienced that time there so I could truly see like the real evil on the other side of the coin. Because yeah. on the outside, you really don't know. You really don't know. You just know what you're told or what you yep. might see, but you really don't know. And I, I'm just watching that happen. And like, I'm like, how the fuck are they just doing this? I just so don't this understand. Is, this is interesting. Okay, let me walk. let me walk through this in my head. I'll try to do this. One of the things that Jordan Peterson talks about a lot is that people who think that they're the good guy and they're never capable of doing evil, those are some of the most dangerous people um, because they're not fully aware of how capable they are of doing something evil. And usually when they're doing something bad, they think they're doing it for their, for your own good and they're doing it with a smile on their face. And, and that's really sick um, and disturbing, but, but there's a lot of people out there like that, like progressives are one of them. And it sounds kind of like your experience is sort of like the institutional version of that, where they're sort of going through the motions and they're doing everything that's, that's bad. And they're, they're like, Nope, we're just not going to think about it that way. We're not going to question it. It's us versus them. This is how it's got to be. And when you're in an environment like that, where you're not allowed to question anything like authority, really, you are authority, so you can't question it. Um, it sounds like it's just like a breeding ground for like the grossest parts of humanity. Yeah. I mean, uh, Blake Smith said himself, he's uh, Blake right here. So I feel the same way about my eight years in the service uh, for not wholly the same reasons, but there are a lot of similarities. Yeah, Blake. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I never killed anybody. I never even shot my gun, or I never had to do any. I mean, I've been in some. Yeah. I was in some fucking crazy fights and shit, but like, I never had to do any like shooting or anything. But like, just I remember, I remember standing in front of the project buildings, being like, "Hey, man, I need to see your ID." And the guy's like, "What?" I'm like, "I'm sorry." Right, <laughs> like you know, and you're yeah. It's like it's institutionalizing the worst aspects of humanity, and and saying that there is no room for the good things about human nature. That's what New York Police Department sounds like to me. Especially really, now. Yeah, really alarming. And that's just a little microcosm of government and militarism. That's just one section of it. I, I mean, I don't I don't think people understand the true power the NYPD had or has. Right. Like they don't want to work with 
any federal agencies they don't want to work with even other like law like they're like we're our own entity fuck off like we have all the stuff they have boats they have fucking helicopters they have dogs they have guns they have everything they need so they're like we don't need anybody uh, um but like okay i'll tell you another fucked up thing hurricane sandy yeah. uh that hits that island pretty hard when we're an yeah. island <laughs> so uh actually self this is the, this is the coolest thing i did on the job i saved a family of five during hurricane sandy this true this is wild That's amazing Angela. this is wild what happened it was like out of a fucking movie me and my partner at the time were just driving down the road in the middle of a fucking hurricane this other car is coming opposite way as this car is coming opposite way a giant metal awning gets fucking ripped off the side of a building and hits the car and the car literally like rolls into a fucking <laughs> i'm not making this up like a, a flooded part of the street now Ooh. where the car is completely half underwater and it happened right in front of us, and we broke the back. And there was three little girls in the back seat, and oh. the two parents in the front. And we pulled them all out, and they're all safe. And like that was kind of cool, <laughs> but that wasn't worth all the other experiences I had on that job. Okay, but what the reason of the story is, after Hurricane Sandy, um, a lot of people just started breaking into all the homes that were evacuated down there. I mean, people left fucking footprints like on the door, like it was obvious break-ins, and uh, people would come back to their homes and be like, "Hey, I think someone broke into my house <laughs> and like stole all my shit." And they didn't want the numbers of burglary to go up. So they said, it's all flood damage. Oh, and man, then, that's horrible. Here's where it goes more fucked up. The one lieutenant, don't want to say his name because the guy's actually a good guy. He uh, said, no, this fucked up. He's like, these people lost their stuff and they deserve to get a, at least some sort of, you know, on the record that it was stolen, like for their insurance. And, and they mm -hmm. were like, no. And he was like, there's a fucking footprint on the goddamn door. What do you mean? No. So this lieutenant kept pushing for the right thing. They they didn't suspend you can't can't suspend him. So what they did was that he they transferred him to the Bronx and a fourth essentially made him retire because they made his life so fucking hell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's that's sort of the thing that like you see happen in the movies and then you find out actually it's true. They do that. Uh, a horrible thing that they do at the LA County Sheriff's is they'll put you in the worst neighborhoods and they'll send you, you know to go investigate violent crime, to go respond to it. And then they'll tell the you that they're going to send you back up. And then they don't. Oh, I see. <laughs> they send you, they send you basically on suicide missions. LA, LA County sheriffs are, have they, they've been phenomenal on refusing to enforce vaccine passports. So I'll give them a hand for that. But they have had some really disgusting racist gangs fester there. Mm. Like it's, it's gross, dude. They're always having people end up, going to prison for for being corrupt in the la county sheriff's office it's it's sad yeah the whole thing said and and like it's funny because like when the lockdowns first went down and um there was a staten island bar i can't think of the fucking name of it now but they refused to shut down they refused and the nypd were like we're not gonna get involved in this and they had to call in the sheriff's department to mm. do it it's and reversed like, oh, over there and i was like that's cool the nypd is actually doing the right thing and yeah. then now I'm wrong. I'll give it a year. And, and I, guess, oh, no. I guess all that leadership that, that did refuse that. Yeah. They're like, get the fuck out. We don't do that here. And then now you're seeing what you're saying. Yeah. That's yeah. The split in LA is between the sheriffs and the police because unincorporated areas and the, and the highways, the freeways, those that's, that's LA County Sheriff stuff. But the city of Los Angeles is obviously LAPD. And LA County sheriffs are like, uh-uh, we're not doing, we're not touching anything related to vaccine mandates. None of it. They did not break up most parties and businesses that were defying lockdown orders unless there was a shooting. 
because there were there's some big parties that happened in the Hollywood Hills that that took place during the lockdowns. Oh, and once yeah. once once people started firing guns and, and killing people, then the county would show up and they would arrest everyone. But otherwise, wow. they were pretty laissez-faire. LAPD was sort of in the middle, and I've spoken to a lot of them. I so this is interesting, you know, like it's it's interesting to hear that you're a former police officer. I have had a, a history of hating cops. And when the lockdowns started, maybe really right, yeah, when the lockdowns started, I found out that LAPD didn't want to enforce any lockdown orders and that they didn't like it. And I had to sort of get over myself and go and work with them and talk to them. And I I went just like straight into the snake pit, you know, and it was like, we're having a sit-down meeting, we're gonna talk about this. And I found out that they they didn't like lockdowns and they didn't want to enforce the orders. They just didn't feel as empowered to ignore them as the sheriffs. But we were able to come to some really good agreements. And, uh, you know, I basically ended up trying to sell them on libertarianism. So, so who's enforcing all this bullshit laws then in L.A. now? Um, who's enforcing it? Because then theoretically. Progressives why... who call in health department. It's the health department. OK, but see, I don't this is where I'm just I yeah. don't know. That, like, so the it's tickets. Command here. It's, OK, right. It's administrative agencies. It's administrative okay. agencies. They go and they ticket businesses and they shut them down. And then eventually the police get called in once people have violated a whole list of ordinances beyond just lockdown. So like you didn't pay the fines. You didn't show up to court. Now there's an arrest warrant for you. Right. That's how they get So you. then the cops are like, dude, I don't know what's going on. There's like, I'm, I'm eight citations deep. I'm going after you for this. I don't know what happened with your restaurant six months ago. That's how they end up bringing LAPD in to enforce it. But it's usually not right away. Okay. Uh, we have a question for you from uh, Blake. Uh, she says, uh, can we crowdsource a point by point, a point by point on all the basic issues and then create short videos that explain the uh, LP's point to create a viral YouTube and Insta content? I think we kind yes. of talked about that. Yes. But if you want to elaborate a little more on, on that. Um, I would love to do that. I, that's definitely a social media project. I've, I've kind of been in the works on that already with, with my media team in California. But I would like to do that. And I would like to do some that explain the process. Like this is how businesses end up getting shut down. And also what you can do to fight back. Because I think that would be great to, to be able to equip people. Especially since I've done so much pro bono legal work for a lot of businesses. Like I kind of understand how it works. Yeah, no, I think I, I think using that social media is going to be big, mm -hmm. big for us. Because the, the, the lack that they use it now is just, and, and it's literally the world we live in. Yeah, it's social media. So I I don't understand. Like they're just. I mean, I guess I do if they're trying not to help. Right, they're doing a great job, but you but don't. It, but you do. Yeah. Well, it just blows my mind. I mean, you you get thirty grand, and you do that. Like you do nothing with it. And it's thirty grand from the membership that you're just stealing from. Essentially, you're stealing from the membership because I'm going to be I'm going to be sympathetic here. The people in positions, most of the people that we've elected at the national level, don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And almost no yeah. one knows what they're doing. So even if they're trying their very best, they're just not competent. They're probably really good maybe at their day job, but they're not yeah. good at this. And no one has been willing to like admit that. <laughs> and that's the problem. It's like everybody's got this ego and it's like, it's okay. Just say that you don't know what the hell you're doing. None of us do. But those of us like myself, who have a willingness to admit that and then learn and try to get better. Those are the people who are going to help the party and then help the rest of the country. That's kind of where we're at. 
Yeah, where, where do you think now with the Omicron, whatever the fuck is called, Omega virus, whatever you want to call it, is yeah. out? Um, and I mean, clear clear as day, it's not even. It's like it's just a cold, right? I mean, yeah, which is good, think, right? Right, it of mutated course. So people aren't getting as sick. So do you think this is our way out of all this bullshit, or you think there's going to come up with a different variant? four months down the road and just say that. And then people, all the fucking dummies are going to be like, Oh my God. And go and go into bubbles again. Like, what do you, do you think we're on the way out of this bullshit? Especially Biden. Oh, right. Biden is like, said exactly what Trump said in 2020. Yeah. He's like, better really handle this. Like no shit. <laughs> so like, I don't, we're right there. We're like right there. And I feel like we're going to see which way it goes in the next couple of months. Um, what what I'm hoping for is that you know so now it's it's winter time everybody's gonna stay inside we're all gonna breathe the same air more people are gonna get sick um, also you're like bitchy and not feeling well because you don't have as much sunlight and you know, you know like there's all these factors that go into why people get sick during the winter time more frequently than they do the the springtime or, or the fall or even the summer although you see it a little bit in the summer too I think if we can get past this without any more aggressive mandate pushes, we're gonna be kind of past the worst of it. And then you're just gonna see progressive states try to one up each other with uh, hubris and stupidity and the rest of the country just kind of moves on and they're like, that sucks to be you. Do you think these major cities like LA, New York, Boston, Philly, they completely collapse? Not com no, I shouldn't say completely collapse, that's crazy. I don't think that'll happen. But like, you think they're gonna revert their course when they realize like how many people just left? I mean, they're gonna, yeah. I mean, New York already left they they lost a Senate spot. So it depends on Yeah. I think so. Right? And California has lost um, a couple of congressional representatives. I think we lost five. Do, and it's because of the mass exodus of, of, yes. of those, of those States. So do you think like how, how this, this is where I struggle with, like, we're trying to figure this out down the road. Are they so wrapped up in the lie where they either know it's a lie and they just have to continue to lie. Right. Like Lincoln says, like, you can't keep lying. Cause fucking, you know, Lincoln sucks, yeah. but like, that was a good quote. Like, yeah. You can't keep lying. Cause all you have to keep up with all the lies. Um, do you think they just, you know, that you're going to keep doubling down or they're eventually going to be like, listen, we need money. <laughs> right. I think that it's going to be both. I think that at the same time, which is weird, yeah. but I think that they're going to squeeze, squeeze, squeeze because they've got to prove that they're not wrong because no one ever wants to admit they're wrong in public office. But at the same time, everything is going to start to collapse and crumble. I think they're going to go harder on what they're saying but they're going to become more lax on enforcement and they're going to start to carve out more exceptions and exemptions mm. until eventually this gets far enough away that it, you know, it's, Oh, that was the past. I don't remember. What did we do? Why did we, Oh, well, we can, we can repeal that. Well, I, I just saw they also limited the quarantine, qu quarantine time down from 10 days to five days. And apparently yeah. it's because like the CEO of an airline like suggested it to see the CDC and CDC was like, sure. Cause yep. money, and then, but the rest of the world still 10 days. I'm like, wow, that's how science works, huh? It's just all made up. It's just <laughs> it's like made, made up nonsense. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that that's what I struggle with of the average person. Um, I, I said yeah. in the podcast the other day, I was like, so if I, if I stand up in a restaurant, COVID, but if I sit down without my mask on, which we all know mask for bullshit, but if I sit down without my mask on the whole time, no COVID, that makes sense right. to you. I, I want to look another adult in the eyes, but like, tell me that makes sense to you. Oh, it does. And you're retarded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so something that has been really interesting. So, so I got to have sort of this like ego death experience and working in litigation and dealing with like multi-million dollar cases is I find out that the people that I think are these like revered genius experts who have been doing something for 30 years and they really like they're way above us. 
They're not. They are just like average intelligence, normal people who are in a job where they have way too much power and they don't know what the hell they're doing. And they'll get pissed off and emotional like other people. Like, Dr. Fauci's not some genius. He's just some like schlub who made some bad decisions and then was like, oh crap. Well, I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. And he's just doing all kinds of retarded stuff to try to hold his narrative together. And he probably goes to bed at night, you know, some nights uh, smirking and thinking about how great he is and other nights sulking because he can't believe that he saw some meme making fun of him. Like he's just like some average loser. I, I, I truly think like he got so uh, propagated as like a fucking God between the yeah. progressive left that he, yeah. I think he truly thinks like he could do no wrong. And again, when you, we all know this, but like you look into an ounce of his history and like, Oh, he was a Dallas buyers club guy who yeah. stopped the fucking, um, purchase for the AIDS medication. That was like the whole thing was about Fauci yep. essentially. And also yep. the beagle torture, like the, the, like the gain of function, like this came from a lab for short, uh, um, uh, theoretically, I want to get banned from YouTube theoretically <laughs> from short. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like all this stuff. Again, we all said a year ago, which we were called crazy people, yeah. <laughs> you know, now, Oh, it's like, Oh, all that was right. Mm, crazy. We're crazy though. Uh, ego death. That was a, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, ego death. <laughs> that was the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. average intelligence person with way too much power, way too much power. Uh, uh, again, Blake Smith brought up a good point about Boeing stopping the, the jab. Cause they, you know, uh, I, they're what they're like the second company to do that, right? Uh, what Delta mm -hmm. was the first one to be like, no, we're not, or Southwest, whatever the fuck airline it was. We're like, oh, we're not going to do it. I think if you see a lot of those companies do it, then I think you'll see a bigger mass exodus out of this whole thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think like the, and we really need more people like the Southwest CEO or whoever it was to speak up because that has been incredibly helpful. That's that's what's really going to change this. It's not going to be the 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 science, you know. The science is going to be whatever Fauci, Joe Biden, whoever is getting paid wants it to be. It's going to have to be other industry leaders who just say enough is enough. Yeah. Um, I know you got to get out of here soon. So uh, I guess on a wrap up, um, anything you want to plug or just uh, nail home for the convention next year or anything, uh, floor is yours. Yeah. So if you want to uh, check out my convention schedule, it is on my website, AngelaMcArdle.com. I am going to be in Georgia for their state libertarian party convention next month and i'm going to be in connecticut and i will be speaking at the connecticut convention so if you're up in that area please uh please hit it up it's going to be a, a blast and if you want to support my travels you can do so at patreon.com slash angela mcardle awesome angela you're the best um again here's to 2022 being a better year for all of us and i'm sure you will absolutely crush the convention i, I don't think i could go so i'll be here <laughs> but best of luck in reno awesome. um and uh, stick around after real quick. Don't don't get off and then uh, go. But for everybody else, um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, again, last episode of the year for, uh, for for the Porcupine. So everybody have a good fucking new year. Uh, I'll see you guys on the road, hopefully, in 2022, doing comedy, telling dick jokes for all you guys out there. So come on out. Uh, it'll be fun. And again, I hope everybody has a good new year. And that's it for us. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.